Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, I'm your host. And today we're gonna talk about FM 101, focused management. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. So happy to have you. You've been here before, great to have you back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I'm the managing director and the founder of the Brief Lab, where we help professionals and military leaders master the language of brevity, being clear and concise. The point of this podcast is pretty simple. To take time in your daily life to improve the quality and quantity of your communication. Seeing the value in how you communicate, using brevity as one of your strengths. Today we're talking about a concept that I call FM 101. It's not a radio station. It is the basics of focus management. Communicating so people dial in to you. Why do I call this FM 101? Well, I'm an optimist, but at the same time a realist. So if you look at the world around us right now, the level of communication coming to people's way is not decreasing, right? So if I talk to people about the volumes of emails and meeting invitations and text messages, and so I mean, it is really, really increasing and non-stopping. The effect on people is their attention is divided. So in previous podcasts, we talked about the brain and how the brain handles this and all the, the issues of multitasking and trying to handle, it's like juggling, um, it's like juggling or spinning plates. I don't know if that issue will solve itself, but the, the divided mind and the inattention of people is a serious issue in today's world. How do we adapt to it? I call this focus management. It's the things that we can do as professionals, as individuals, to help those around us focus better, to get them to dial in to what's important. We're doing something different because they're struggling. The metaphor that I use, excuse me, the cough. <coughs> the metaphor we use is listening. So in our courses, I ask the question, what would you do differently if a person that you were talking to was slightly hard of hearing? They had hearing loss. Naturally, people say, you know, I'll talk a little bit louder and a little bit slower. What would you do if the people that you were talking to struggled to focus. They didn't know what to dial into. It's imagine like a radio dial. I call this FM 101 and like the basics of focus management. But think of it like a radio dial and you're dialing into the stations. They're jumping around the radio dial. They're going in a, to one station to another station and they're hopping around. And there's so many options for what to choose from that they don't know what to choose from. What can we do to help them um, tune in? <clears throat> There's very specific things that we can do. So we're going to talk about them at a high level, but something that you need to think about that this is your effect to change them, to help them. That if they don't do anything different, your, your presence, your way of communicating can help them focus. It would be like an immediate antidote to their issue. And that's what focus management is all about. A set of skills that you would have. I'm going to outline four of them at a fairly high level, and we can go deeper, deeper, and deeper. 
and certainly we will. But just at a high level, these are key considerations that we're, what you need to, to bring to the table when you're dealing with people and organizations that are scattered, their tensions are scattered. They're all over the place. What are, what, what are some things that you can do to get people to dial in? First, first and foremost, be brief. And that's going to sound obvious because I started the Brief Lab and I wrote a book called Brief. But specifically, what am I talking about? Keep track of time and length. So when I'm on a phone call with somebody and I'm trying to help that person focus, at the end of that cell phone conversation, when I hang up, I always look at how long that conversation took and I ask myself the question, could I have done something better? Just keep track of the time. Calls, certainly. Emails, the length of the email. Before I send it, I want to help this person focus. Can I, can I thin it out? Can I reorganize it? Can I improve it? Can I cut to make it easier for the person to focus on what we need them to focus on in an email? The length, the time it would take a person to read it, being sensitive to it. In a conversation, how long did that conversation take? Could it have been a little bit less, right? In some cases, could it have been more? Were we focusing on the most important things in the conversation? Checking the length of it. Presentations. People, I hear this all the time. I'm at a meeting, I got an hour to present. Okay, do you need an hour? Could you give some of that time back? What could you do to give people the time back and to tighten the focus of the people in the audience to that presentation? You're on the agenda in a meeting and you're presenting something and they give you 15 minutes. Could you do it in 10 and have five minutes be conversation? All of these are ways of certainly shortening the length, being brief, and helping people focus. And meetings. People do meetings and they just, oh, we're going to talk for 90 minutes. How can you focus for 90 minutes? It's very, very difficult. Make them shorter. Prepare a better agenda. Be brief. Keep those things tighter. So track. First point, keep track of time and length. Be brief. Second, prepare. Take time to prepare. In one of our courses recently, I would say our courses are all about focus management. The tools that we can use as communicators to help those around us focus. Right? That's, that's the underlying reason for being a clear and concise communicator. People struggle. You have to take time to prepare. So in a course recently, somebody said to me, you know what? It takes time to be brief. And I'm like, you're right, it does. You are, taking, you are doing the hard work in preparation so that it's easier for the person to focus. You're taking time in advance before you even start to do very specific things so that the, the, the listener, the recipient, the person who's opening the email, the person who's attending your meeting, the person who's sitting through your presentation finds it easier to follow what you're saying. So a couple things that you can do to prepare. Well, certainly we have brief maps and I would highly recommend you use those as a matter of habit. Use a brief map. All the elements of the brief map, the background, the relevance, why am I telling you this, the headline or the what, the main focal point in the brief box, the key information, your ending, the follow-up action, all those elements help really tighten a person's focus. So some things to do to prepare Ask yourself questions like, well, what does the person need from this? Is there anything they need from me? So you start thinking in their mind. What do they know? What don't they know? Don't assume. Right? Start 
to understand your audience and where they're coming from. Maybe another thing you ask is, how am I going to organize it? What's the organizing principle? Certainly a brief map is a very, very, very um, effective way of preparing. But even like if you've got four points to make, what's your organizing principle? Is it we've got a four point discussion or is there any, is there any way to organize it so it's clearly laid out for the person um, this is this is how the meeting is going to go. So for the first 15 minutes, we're going to do this. In the middle, 15, 10 minutes, we're going to do that. Whatever. How is it organized? So organize it in a way that's easy for a person to follow, like a table of contents, where they are in the conversation. Some people lose focus because they don't know how you're organizing it. They don't know if they're still in the beginning or they're almost close to the end. Tell them up front how it's going to be organized. Okay. Who's involved? Asking yourself, who's involved? What are their roles? You know, getting, getting, understanding your audience and where they're coming from. Thinking more about their likes and their dis dislikes and their mindsets and their preferences and anything that you can think more about the audience, about the, the, the people that you're talking to helps adjust your message. And then what's the goal? What's the point or, or, or intended outcome of this communication? We teach courses um, to salespeople. And one of the things we tell them that helps them immensely is what's in the minimum level of success from this communication? So salespeople are communicating with customers. And of course, what they want to do is get somebody to buy. But oftentimes, that's a series of communications or emails or meetings. It's not one, it's many. So in one exchange, what's the minimum level of success? Write it out. What I want this person to do is to, you know, read a testimonial that I'm giving them. Or what I want the person to do is to understand our history. Whatever that might be. What's the minimum level of success? That helps people. It's, a, it's, a, it's an eye-opening experience to help people focus. Hey, I even even define what, what a minimum level of success in, in this exchange might be. So those are some things to help prepare. Okay. Finally, um, I call this communicate like a magician. There's, there's a lot of little tricks that we can use in our day-to-day -day living that just makes it easier for people to focus. One of them is using an analogy. I just did it. Communicate like a magician. Can you find an analogy, a comparison to help the person connect? Hey, we're talking about this issue, but this issue is like something else. That's part of preparation, but you come up with an analogy. Some people are naturally gifted at this. Other people have to work at it. So analogies are good. So telling a story. You know, we did a recent course and, you know, telling a mini story, they could take 10 seconds. The exercise was how to give brief advice. And the most effective ones were people telling a story of when they made that failure and why they weren't, you know, the, why they're giving the advice is, is something that they did in their own life. And they told a little story. So telling a story is... is, is uh, is, is effective. Using a picture or an illustration for as silly as it might seem. Get on a whiteboard and draw a picture or a diagram. Um, you know, use a photograph. Illustrate. Find an item to compare it to. Um, enjoy yourself. This is like, you talk about communicate like a magician. What do magicians do when they're performing? This is like performance. You're performing. You're trying to help people focus. Get into it. Enjoy yourself. Have passion. These are things that we need to do to to, to show the person that we care. We care enough to, to, to be interested. They should be interested too. So these are, 
these are these are tricks of the trade. Um, they're, they're more, you know, calling a person by their name and and in finding moments to to naturally repeat the main idea so that people remember it so it doesn't get lost or buried. There, there's a number of things that you can do to communicate like a magician, but you're you're looking for tricks of the trade to help the audience focus. Always remembering, always remembering that. This is a struggle for many, many people, and our job is to show up and help them focus by what we do. So summarizing this, certainly keep track of time, be brief. Take some time to prepare, even if it's a minute to prepare, one or two minutes to prepare. What is the minimum amount of success? What do they need from this? What do I want to achieve? What are we going to talk about? And then look, using little simple tricks, analogies, stories, calling them by their name, drawing a picture, anything to do to assist their focus, to, to dial them in a bit more, can be enormously helpful for a person. All of this, what does, what, what does this do? Is it helps them. We're doing something different in what I call focus management. These are basics, 101. But the driving point is it helps them stay on task to dial in when if we didn't do it, they would be scattered. So the benefit for them is immediate. And they feel it. Don't kid yourself. They'll, they'll feel it. You're giving them something that helps them achieve their daily tasks. So one of the things that I want you to think about when you do this are what, what tricks, what tips, what things am I doing in my daily life to help those around me focus more, to dial in more? How do I show up in the conversation to really help them be tuned in? Just saying.